0: The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Today on the Boston Podcast, remembering the last Boston Sports Championship. It's been a full month already. Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Is he dead or does he still live elsewhere? The real truth behind McDonald's. Bacon, cheese fries. The Patriots beat everyone on the field. Who cares who beats them off? All that and more on the Boston Podcast.
1: This is our f***ing city.
0: From the Pod 617
1: studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network,
0: Yes, indeed. What's up, Boston? This is Dave, per usual, your host on the Boston Podcast, brought to you by the Boston Podcast Network, which can be found at pod617.com. There are pods. Pods are wild. Pods are everywhere. It's all about the pod, and Pod We Trust. Pod, damn it, I have a great guest here with me, and it's an old pal. My friend Michael Milt Wolf, all the way from uh, New York, or someplace near New York, or I don't know. I am back, baby. He's he's back. I'm back. He's back, and he's too loud. Relax, will you? Yeah, all right. This don't worry, excited. folks. Turning it's down, a, it, turning it's down been his a game. While. It, it has been a while. It has been a while. So, for those who don't know, myself and Milt had a podcast, which uh, still lives and is, is kind of sort of being revived right now called Enemy Lines. And the reason it's called Enemy Lines is because he's a New York guy. I'm the Boston guy. We've been pals forever. It's a pals real in the, it's uh, a real proverbial sense. In the right. It's a real love hate relationship with mm-hmm. with not as much of the love. It's more of like a like hate relationship. How yeah. are you, buddy?
2: Doing great, although, you know, from the sports perspective, this has sort of been like, you know, the depths of hell. Um I know,
0: isn't it great? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. Terrific. And you know what? Yeah. For old time's sake, maybe I should play the enemy lines uh intro music sting. Are you okay with that? I'll bring it. Alright, well here we go. Now, for the thousands in attendance and the
1: millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for a war? <laughs>
0: the time has come to introduce you to enemy lines. Five, four, three, two,
1: one. <laughs> I love New York City. The reason I live in New York City is because it's the loudest city on the planet Earth. It's so loud, I never have to listen to any of the shit that's going on in my head. Yankees suck! Yankees suck! Three-run
2: home run for Bucky Ditt. The Red Sox never let you down. Tech, and A-Rod
0: going at it.
2: How do you like them out? Between? yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Just so, hearing that music again—it's a little long. It chills. Those are the it's sounds of,
0: of Tommy Conwell, who uh, we we share a love for. Old oh, man, old uh, Philly axe man, uh, Tommy Conwell. I don't—is he still a DJ? He was a DJ for a while in Philly. I have right? no idea. Yeah,
2: I know you can hire probably. him for your birthday party, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which we still have to do. <laughs> <laughs> place, yeah, it's got to happen. Place that it's on the bucket happen. list. <laughs> imagine if—Imagine listening audience—if you had a local band that you really loved. And um, Milton and I met him once at a 7-Eleven before a concert. And, <laughs> bought him and cigarettes. We, no, it was coffee. I think we tried. Oh,
2: was it? Damn, no. It's cooler if it's
0: cigarettes. Well, that was the only, probably the only night I ever bought cigarettes in my life. I don't happen to smoke <laughs> cigarettes. But we bought, remember, we bought them because- You Tom, throw them at them. Yeah. He has a song where he says, I want to smoke cigarettes. And everyone chucks cigarettes on the stage, which was the coolest thing if you were us at the time. Looking back yeah. on it, it's a little might silly. not
2: work these days. I like, like a good know. gimmick, though. It's don't you like like
0: like a good gimmick? I say we need more
2: gimmicks. Yeah. No. Speaking of bucket list, yes. How about the you know the spit bucket list is watching your goddamn <laughs> Patriots again yeah. win the? Did, were you satisfied watching? I mean, before we talked too much, but you know it yeah. was such a crap game. Agreed. What was your experience watching? Was it? Were you as psyched? Were you? If Tell you had, me what it was like from the Patriots' perspective. Does it not matter? Yeah.
0: If you had told me, like um, in 2000, that the Patriots are going to win five Super Bowls and then they're going to win a sixth, but and and there, which will be there,
2: you know.
0: <laughs> But the sixth is going to be like a really loud, kind of unentertaining, slog it out game. How are you going to feel after that game? I'd probably say. I probably, like, wouldn't even care. I would probably, like, shut it off. Like, it's six. But, but no, like, you know, and you'll appreciate this. Like, look back to when the Yankees won the championships. They ranged from the thrilling to the mundane, right? And, and you, you know what? It, at some point, actually, I like the fact that it was um, not the most stressful game in the world. Even though it was close, it just wasn't stressful. It wasn't suspenseful,
2: right? Yeah, actually, I got into an argument with a guy just this past weekend. I was saying it was he's a jet fan like me mm-hmm. so you know watching the patriots win in any way shape or form it's just like literally having your your testicles pierced <laughs> but the but he was saying how it was such a crap game that it wasn't as enjoyable and i argued with him you know we don't even rem- people don't remember you know what was it 15 years ago every super bowl yeah. was a horrendous blowout yeah. <laughs> and you didn't there was no reason to watch i mean this was a badly played game mm-hmm. that was still interesting to watch because it was close in the last five minutes the, but yeah i'll
0: take the, the last quarter was fine that. the last, yeah, quarter the was last fine. quarter's
2: fine because that's drama
0: and but in order to to say it was a great game like it, i don't care if you think it was a boring game really my guys won so I, like i don't care boring or not i mean i wasn't bored uh, obviously you wouldn't have been bored if it was your team because you're you're still hanging on every play the the there are some football purists that are saying it actually was a great game to watch because there was so much strategy the problem is to
2: the average viewer you don't necessarily see that Well, you don't see it and defensive strategy doesn't necessarily come across right right exactly the the thing that pissed me off the most or and or at the same time we don't have time
0: we don't have time for all the things that pissed you off
2: or maybe we do go ahead take weeks
0: it's enjoyable it's
2: a testament to the probably the brilliance of Bill F Belichick is mm-hmm. just that if you think about championship teams and I, I think about who won the World Series this year, which you obviously are familiar with, you know, who I believe won, that uh, was the Red Sox. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's mm. great. <laughs> you think about everybody who's won a championship recently. Uh-huh. At, it might not be during the championship what but, but at some point in that year, that team was considered the best team in their sport. Like, yeah. you know, the Red Sox went through a period, you know, they were, you know, last year, the Eagles, at the end of the regular season, they were considered the best team. Now, they obviously lost their quarterback and whatever. Yeah. At no point in 2018, in the 2018-2019 season, at no point were the New England Patriots considered the best team in football. Except
0: maybe on opening no day, point. maybe prior to opening day,
2: but I agree no, with you. No, I yeah. would argue not even then. Okay. Not even then. All right. At no point were the Patriots considered the best team in football, including but you somehow, could Super Bowl week.
0: But somehow this ragtag band of misfit God. on underdogs came together oh. at the right.
2: Yeah, you know. Um, no. th- and that's why I'm telling you, that if there's one reason to sum up why everybody hates the Patriots, now, everybody hates the team that always wins. But right. in this case, y- you look at the team again, and you say there's no reason for this to be happening. Yeah. And yet, as soon as the playoffs start, it was a fait accompli.
0: Well, that's what I always say. It's always great. like you'll you'd be shocked how many Patriots fans, like on Sports Radio and whatnot, actually compl- find many things to complain about, and how Belichick is arrogant. And for a full for a full year, the whole freaking his ego got in his way, and he benched Malcolm Butler, and that's why we lost the Super Bowl. Oh my God, how many times have I freaking heard that? And it, it's like get over it, like. And so, um, however um this you know this year was one of those years where w- we strangely were able to sneak up on people it reminded me of uh, Belichick used to say this every once in a while there's a year because one of them was when he won with the Giants it might have been that first one with the Giants the league all of a sudden at some point looks kind of mediocre or it looks like there's a, a more parity than than usual and in that in seasons like that, like anyone can sneak up on it and you can put together, you know, Belichick famously said that his first Super Bowl in 01 with Vinatieri, Brady's first year as a starter. Um, after they were coming off the field, he yelled to an assistant, can you believe we won the Super Bowl with this fucking team? Because <laughs> there were guys like to, to Bucky Jones and Otis Smith and Antoine Smith and all these like uh, kind of
2: cast offs. Yeah. Brady, Belichick, they are Lewis and Clark they are
0: that's peanut ridiculous. butter
2: and chocolate. They are Lennon and McCartney. In, I mean, that, there's, and I say this with pain in my heart. But you, <laughs> and meanwhile, by the way, it used to be Belichick, Brady, and Kraft were the oh. triumvirate. They were the three Musketeers. Ah, that's see. a little bit of an issue right now. <laughs>
0: Are you saying that a prostitute shoved the three musketeers up Robert Kraft's ass? Because I didn't hear that part of the story. <laughs> the tape, the Wait. tape is coming. All right. Well, we have Winter to. Is coming. Yes, we have to talk about mis- <laughs> Mr. Kraft and his his back to back massage appointments. Before we get there, just quick, because something you just said um, yeah. struck a chord with me. When people talk about the greatest teams of all time, like in in baseball, you think the the murderers row Yankees, right. whatever stupid year that was. Or the big red machine, right? Or the you know the Bradshaw. So Celtics, like if you have okay, but if but to me the more interesting question is if you set aside uh, a team in a manner of speaking is a collection of talent, but then as we know the old cliche sometimes. The, sum is, it's, the team is greater than, how does that go? Greater than the sum of its parts. In other right. words, sure. a team just plays better together. And we all know some of the most talented teams in the world don't play. So if you had to pick a team that was like the greatest team ever that actually overcame a lack of talent, that is more interesting to me.
2: Like, well, and that's, that's what I'm saying. For these, the some of these are. Patriots teams, yes. Can yeah, you think of another one, came. though? Can you think of another one? Another team that who is the collective was greater than their individual. Yeah, coaches.
0: or they, which to me in a way is really the best team in a, in a matter of speaking, not necessarily that it's the team that you would put up against any team in history, but it is the the embodiment of what a team really is. The, the teamwork, yeah. the yeah, work yeah. outweighs the talent. There's one other example I could think of, and it, it's kind of odd to pick one from baseball, but it was the 1988- LA Dodgers with Oral Hershiser and um
2: yeah but that see that you've got a superstar. well I guess that is like the uh that is like the Patriots because well, yeah. Hershiser carried that team.
0: It's true, but but there've been many teams that have a great ace and and don't get a sniff of the World Series. Right. And right. that team was called I remember Game Two or something. Some journalist wrote, "This is the worst lineup ever to start a, a World Series game." They had guys like Mickey Hatcher, and um, that was not the Gibson team, right? No, it, no, Gibson. No, uh, oh, wait, no, what was, was that? The, was
2: the home run year? I don't think so.
0: That was it. Uh, maybe it was. Uh,
2: now I'm now I'm just. What playing. was the, um, the Tigers team that won the World? Oh, that's series a good that one. Year. You know, that's nobody. Well, obviously, if you're from Detroit, you do. But you know that team was legendary, and yet you don't think of that team as housing all these legendary players, do you? What year was that?
0: 80? Um, eighty four, right? No, but 84. But that's I, okay. Yeah, that right. that might be a good example because they had an unbelievable. That was a team that went thirty five and five out of the gate, right? Right, Exactly. Yeah. Right, and, and
2: they, were, they had a great bullpen, I think, and that you know.
0: It's a good one because other than Gibson, I can't remember. Maybe Kirk Gibson is the theme here, because by the way, that, that this is the Kirk Gibson year for the Dodgers that I brought up earlier, '88. Uh, but but remember that was his only at bat in the whole
2: uh, series. Anyway, um, right, 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 yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's an aside, but it's a good long term topic. We'll t- we'll we're gonna have to come up with that later. But
0: let's go back to Mister Kraft, because I want to know how, how, whether you took a, a measure of delight in in our in our <laughs> sadness that this embarrassment had befallen us. Of course. What do
2: you think the answer is? <laughs> well, I hope so. I, well, you know, of course, I did. Tell me more. Okay. It was out. Outsta- look, it was anything <laughs> that pops a little bit of a, a hole in that. You yeah. know what the funniest thing was? Literally two days before that news becomes public, I'm listening. Not to plug, you know, a competitor because we're on equal levels. But okay. Bill Simmons, I'm listening to Bill Simmons', <laughs> Simmons. podcast. Our audience yep. size is about the same.
0: I was just but listening to Simmons myself. Yeah, go ahead.
2: There we go. And I can't remember if it was one of his regular ones or rewatchables or whatever. And he was talking about Robert Kraft and how he literally said, you know, that guy, I don't understand how old he is. He's running around like like in T-shirts hanging out with like 30-year-olds at nightclubs yep. after the Super Bowl for like a week. And sort of talking about how he's a party man, he's no old you so, know, yeah, starchy, he, whatever.
0: He said this before the news broke.
2: Oh yeah, this was yeah. this was two days before.
0: Oh wow. I, maybe it's he had good.
2: recorded it a day or two before that, but whatever it was, it was like oops. Yeah, yeah. he he he
0: <laughs> did a recall on that after the news. He said he said I've said this recently on my podcast, and that's he said something like he's coming unhinged or he's coming unglued or something like or, that. Or,
2: but he was almost saying it. Admiringly, <laughs> no. He before, he wants he wants him to step down. Now he wants oh, Jonathan yeah. to take over. Well, this tape whatever tape is there, it's coming out. We all know it may take a year or two. That tape is coming out, and they who
0: have wa- who wants to even see? I that. don't want to oh,
2: see. <laughs> you know want what? It's to
0: gonna see. even if even just for curiosity and luridness or whatever. You, you know, uh, weird curiosity. It, it's it's gonna be grainy and black and white and whatever. And I don't know. Um, now is he?
2: It, look, is Kraft complicit in um, human trafficking, you know, human trafficking and such? I mean, if if consumers of product have anything connected to it, yeah, you could argue there's complicity. Right. Whether he's he's That's obviously a small not directly part of responsible, right? right? But it's become a much bigger story than him. But look, Jets fans have so little to celebrate in our lives. Yep, so little. Enjoy it. that this is all we can talk about. Yes, it's it's our it's. Our, it's our pathetically small yet somewhat pleasing moment that we get to knock these guys down a rung. Yeah, and of course, all it's going to do is give Brady more motivation to win in 2020. Yeah, so, can you believe
0: if that's sort of the this one's for Mr. Kraft?
2: Needs. Yes, it, it, he just needs them. Oh, you know, my owner was disrespected, and here I go. You know, oh,
0: the uh, yeah. Well, the barstool sports, uh, which originated in Boston, is trying to pick up that mantle by creating the hashtag "Coming for seven. <laughs> you get it it's, it's really bad that's, that's that's classic barstool um but yeah my quick thoughts were super embarrassing for him His, the the su- uh, very stupid It's
2: stupid that he did like it the, and the stupidity is yeah. just beyond considering yeah. the arsenal of means he has you know to get yeah off.
0: Yeah, but, like, what, if I were him and, it, and money was no off. issue, like, uh, get a high-priced hooker. I, I assume they're out there, you know? Have them come. They can come right to your room, Robert. Yeah.
2: There's been an unintended side effect where I think living room conversations between husbands and wives about what rub and tugs are, are happening <laughs> all across the country. Right. And everyone, is, you know, probably starts the same. you'd be surprised how often these, you know, these things are being done. And then the wife looks at the husband and says, have you had one? Right. And you say no because we're all well, liars. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm, no, I'm clean.
0: I am clean. Okay, I am too, what? as far as anyone okay. knows. Although, although <laughs> I, I think you're right in that the women don't realize what the deal is with these. Because why would they? And it's one of these classic things that if you're a man and you do this thing, you don't tell anybody about it. Of course, you don't, and you don't use your real name, and you go in. Well, and for those, and
2: of, if you're in a billionaire yeah. with a private jet, you don't go to a you don't go. Place. you don't go Cause you're, you cause don't you're, go because your are because your
0: face is as good as like showing you know your um, as like providing a credit card. Like it's, it's yeah. I mean, and it's still unclear as to why he got stopped by the cops one day and then went back the next day. <laughs> Is I mean, that what? true. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh yeah. Oh. That's in the pleadings. I, oh. I, 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 the only thing I can figure with that was, um, he just thought that the, the traffic stop was just a stupid coincidence. He did not make the connection that that's why they were stopping him. Like they, they stopped him to identify him. They saw him pull out of the place,
2: I guess, so to speak. And you know, but um, Look, I've been told a thousand times that crunchy cheetos are not good for me mm-hmm. if I roll past it yeah in the grocery store I'm yep. grabbing it that's, you know and maybe those are his crunchy yep, cheetos yep
0: I think you're at, I think that's spot on and, and and someone said to me like well this is a human trafficking story and it's a story about rape. And I'm like, okay. Well, first of all, Robert Kraft didn't rape anyone, all right. If you, it now, I understand why you're calling it rape. If it really is a human trafficking um, operation, yeah, if they're
2: indentured. But, it's it's yeah,
0: mm-hmm. right. And if you want to say he's a part of a larger problem, then sure, he is. Like you just said earlier, but. Um, yeah, and, but to say like, well, if men stopped going to these places, they'd be shut down, and like that is true. But men will not stop going to these places, like you just said. It this dumb, has been around guys, since right. the dawn of time. I know this. I saw this documentary. It's called Game of Thrones. There are whores all over that thing. Okay, that's not tr- that's <laughs> not that the, the truth. The past,
2: the future. We're not really sure. <laughs> yeah, nonetheless. it's not even on planet Earth. But I mean, you know it, what I'm the saying. The bottom though? line is it's horrendously embarrassing. And yes, the bottom line yes. for the Patriots is. This is a, an organization that has had horrendously embarrassing things happen fairly regularly over the last ten years, and it just yeah. doesn't. I know. Matter. I know
0: that that that's we love that. I mean, the, uh, you know, I'll give. I'll tell you the only thing that bothers me is when people deflect everything by saying they cheat. Oh yeah, but they cheat. Oh yeah, but they cheat. And I should just let it go. I should just be like, well, you're an idiot. You don't know anything about sports. Like they did. They did get caught cheating. If you want to go there, they got cheating. They paid a. a a huge penalty for it, and they won the Super Bowl anyway, so fuck <laughs> off. Um, all right, is that enough on Mr. Kraft? Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Well, we got our okay. – I mean, football's uh, – you know, the combine's happening right now. I don't watch that stuff. Um, you know, I'll let everybody else foam about, you know, what his 50-meter f- numbers are. And, you know, at least the Jets have a good draft pick, and they'll blow it, and it doesn't matter.
0: You know a sports fan is a geek when he refers to the combine. I – um yeah. I got the combine platter last night at Chengdu's. It was mm, del- delicious. Yeah. So
2: That's my kind of combine. Egg roll on the side. Um, but you know, why don't we move on, let's to, move on. Uh, to uh to our favorite. Baseball. Baseball. Yep. It's time. Yep. Who won the world you series? You know what's interesting? Game? Yeah. All right. So you won the World <laughs> Series. Congratulations. Yep. And thank, thank God, you know, we didn't tape during me. that time period because I would have been apoplectic. Um especially we, you know what we'll somebody. do during
0: the course of this season? We gotta do more of that. Uh, live look-ins that uh, we only did this once, but I called you. Uh, and it was a shitty recording, too, which is probably why I don't even know yeah, if we yeah. used it.
2: We'll do it the right way. I
0: called yeah. you during to have you check in between innings of the um, one-game playoff that the Yankees ultimately won two exactly. years
2: ago. two years ago. That was fun. I
0: like hearing the panic in your voice. It's We're going to do that,
2: and it's definitely good. during Yankee. And, you know, well, there's a couple exciting things. We First of all, we opened the season against the Red Sox in London.
0: That's right. I had yeah. forgot. I totally forgotten about that. Is that it's like? The, is that like the season season opener? Like they they do that? Like,
2: I think so. That happened. I know it's our opener, but
0: that happened once. The Red Sox played. Was it London? It was definitely overseas. Uh, where where was another country where they opened the season? This was.
2: Oh wait this was maybe I don't think it is our season opener. I think it's no, it's June twenty-ninth to thirtieth. So it's not the opener. That's right. my bad. That's my bad. So it's the middle of the season.
0: Fake news. Okay. Man, so, my
2: bad. Apologies. But they
0: sometimes do start oh it was Japan. That's where they went, they went, didn't they the, the MLB open in Japan one year? Yes. Yes. Anyway, I have I have this memory of the game starting at seven AM and I said to everyone in my office, I go, Hey guys, you know, we got that big TV screen in the conference room. Um, you know, I'll bring in some donuts, and everybody show up. will watch the Red Sox seven a.m., and everyone kind of, yeah, eh, yeah, maybe. I was the only one there, and, and, and can I tell you, it was not exciting at all.
2: <laughs> um, you know, what's interesting but, going into this season right now is that okay? So you you won the World Series. I, I think it's fair to say the Red Sox were dominant last year. Yeah, it's dominant. Yeah, you, you won the division by eight. You you fairly swept through. The World Series, I mean, the playoffs, 1, rather. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it was it was domination. The the and your team, yeah. with one notable exception, which we'll talk about in a minute, is is basically intact, and yet yeah. the odds, you know, the Vegas odds at the Yankees, it? even though the Yankees did not sign Harper or Machado. We'll also get to that. Mm-hmm. The Yankees are favored. The That's Yankees weird. are favored to win the division, and yeah. it's and it's fairly. I mean, by a fairly decent margin.
0: Well, first of all, the the there wasn't that much that separated the teams, and and you could argue what separated oh, the teams. Oh, I mean, the
2: Red Sox won the division by eight games.
0: Uh, yes, but when we played you in the playoffs, you could argue what separated the teams was that Ben Benintendi diving catch. Because I think if he doesn't, if that ball skips under his glove, I forget what game that was. Was that game two?
2: I think it three, was maybe? No, two. Three? two. I think was when
0: uh, the Yankees won game two. Against David Price. And then went back to Yankee Stadium, I believe. Uh whatever. We could look this shit up, obviously. But like, you could argue the teams weren't that far apart. But I isn't that kind of a Vegas money betting thing. Well, right now,
2: yeah, Vegas insider has the Yankees at six to one odds to win the World Series and the Red Sox at seven to one. So it's not that distant. But I'm saying sometimes
0: the sometimes the odds are reflective of the money being placed on the teams. That's what I'm saying. And, yeah, well, and of course, we all know that's the whole balance yeah and there are there are uh, you have more than your share of
2: degenerate compulsive gamblers in New York, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> Yankees odds are always inflated when when they're right. decent, you know, obviously yeah, and you know, look, we there's I'm confused a little bit about the Red Sox right now. I mean, the Yankees did not sign Harper and Machado, which mm-hmm. i I was frankly disappointed about until I heard 13 year contracts and such, and part of me is more than happy to pass on that. Yeah, but. did you really want Machado? Guys, a punk. See, I did, you, I did, and I, but I'm, I, I, think I'm alone on that island when it comes to what was that?
0: I burped. Oh, nice. I told you I'm enjoying a Red Bull. I'm trying to stay awake for our podcast.
2: I look Machado. Okay, everybody says he's an asshole. He doesn't hustle, whatever. Look at the numbers. <laughs> everybody look says he's numbers. an
0: asshole. He doesn't, he doesn't hustle. That has never stopped the Yankees from hiring any of these
2: jerks <laughs> well, we've in the stopped. past. We tried to stop. He's, doing that. Although he's you know. a glorified Gary Sheffield. That's what he is. <laughs> Look, any time well, after this season won, when yeah. Dede Gregorius gets hurt, I figured, okay, this is it. They're signing Machado. They have a they have a spot for him now, no doubt about it. And it doesn't seem like they even tried. They just they like their team, and what they did. And here's getting to where I'm confused: is yep. that you know they went out and they they improved their rotation, they improved their bullpen, and they said we're good. Wait, meanwhile, who, wait,
0: who did? Wait, what? The Yankees. The Yankees. Who, who did you get? You got to remind me.
2: We got, well, a lot of, we traded for Paxton, who's now right. our number, probably our number two starter. We re-signed. I
0: loved him pa- in, indep- in Independence Day, by the way. He was great. <laughs> oh, no, in uh, Weird Science. Like, damn it, Pullman, no, Paxton. No, no, wait, wait. Was I right sorry. the first time? No. Uh, no I think, yeah, no, you're no, right. No, I was wrong. Oh, it, Pullman. Yeah, I don't it's Weird Science and Twister. And yeah, he's gotta, dead. He's, that, he's That's dead. the dead one. Pullman's Great still alive, athlete. isn't he? Big love. No, yeah. wait, big
2: love? Was that it?
0: Yeah, big yeah. love. That was him too, yeah.
2: So we you made our him. bullpen better. Yeah. We re-signed Britain. We signed Ottavino. We have a kick-ass bullpen.
0: Yeah, like you did last year. How'd that work right. out for you? Oh. Mm. No, go ahead. It's been better. So you even think better. they should have done more? Is that what you're saying? I'm not no, sure what you're saying. Uh,
2: more. more. You know, I, I thought the whole reason why they got under this luxury tax was to sign one of those guys, but they didn't, and they're – they have a right. very balanced team. They have a superb team, but they don't have, you know, now they do. I mean, they've got Judge and stuff like that. But you expect the Yankees to go out and make a run at Harper and and Machado's because they yep. you can get better. And it's almost like I want them to take advantage of their youth or whatever. So but is, then you turn around and you look yep. at the Red Sox, who obviously have a World Series leading team. Their one weak spot last year arguably was their bullpen. So what yep. do they do? Nothing. They let their Looser. one guy argue with two guys in the bullpen leave who's the other so guy What? who's besides what's his uh, name um, joe um Kim, oh joe kelly yeah joe kelly although
0: thanks. he, he hot and cold but he was, well, yeah, he so was, good. He was right? damn damn good and kimberl is yeah.
2: closing games for the red sox now
0: me ah, yes no i don't know um yeah we're working on that we're working on Do that Do
2: you think they re-signed kimberl and this is all the same thing that they did with martinez last year uh, quite possibly that Kimbrel might still be their plan A.
0: He, he's obviously still out there, right? There, there, there was yeah. there was as soon as um, he became a free agent, everyone was like, "Oh, he's gone." And then there were whispers that he might come back, so maybe he'll come back.
2: Yeah, but the, the, don't the know. Red Sox have publicly said they're moving on. Now, I don't know if that's just bullshit. You know, yeah, it, might, it low, might be just gain smoke. leverage. But right now, your bullpen is like Barnes, Workman. Is it Brazier? Is that the guy? I, uh, I don't know who's in your bullpen.
0: We got Evaldi if they decide. <laughs> he's I, a, actu- he's I actually, think, no, you've got a
2: great rotation. But I know.
0: I, I kid you not. I think they should make sale into the closer. I think it solves a couple problems. No, oh, that's not a- going to happen. It's not. You're right. But I still think. I mean, but it could. So John, it won't John let that Smoltz and his value. Is it so much different than the Smoltz situation? No, no, nope, it, it is it, not. It's but kind right of now, similar, his
2: value. You know he's a free agent after this year, right? Isn't his value as a starter, it, it, yeah? If he's healthy,
0: yeah. They're just gonna go find somebody. But you know, when it comes to Kimbrel, and, and to to paraphrase uh, Frankie Pantangeli,
2: I like Greg Kimball. I rooted for Greg Kimbrel, but I never trusted Craig Kimbrel. I and oh, look, I didn't I hate that guy. He's he's the one guy. You know, the Red Sox right now are not a really hateable team. With the exception, you like Kimbr- well, David Price and and Kimberl. I just, but Price I, is Price is hated, Price
0: is no one hates David Price more than his own fan base. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, I we can't stand him, and, and it, which is why he became this unlikely hero. I know he came from um, just he's just so dour and negative. And it was kind of much like uh, John Lackey did now, I'm, now I'm going Red Sox nerd, but John Lackey did in um, 2013, he just turned it around, and it's. It's always funny. It just shows how hypocritical fans are. Like, you know, uh, David Price, he's a loser. He's always been a loser. He can't win a playoff game. And then that same dude is, is cheering in Fenway Park going, Yeah, Price! Mm-hmm. Way to come through for us. If you win, it cures all. But I don't know. It, uh, it's cool. Another fun season coming up for for sure. And the, the Amer- is, it, is it me or the American League, like, the only league that matters? You know? Yeah,
2: well, you know, now that you've got um – because Houston, 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 signing. Houston the must NL be the NL East. The NL East looks great, and Houston is still great. That's I what mean, I'm saying. Yeah. So right now, you've are they got, still in the
0: American League? Because they fucking switch still, you know, them back and forth so many times, it confuses me. Right now,
2: that. the Astros are tied with the Red Sox in, in terms of World Series odds. Um, okay. The Phillies shot up after they signed Harper, so it goes right now. Odds go Yankees at six and one, Red Sox and Astros at seven one, Dodgers at eight and one. Cubs and Phillies at 10-1, to and then Cleveland at 12-1. to But I, really, I think what it comes down to, you got the Yankees, Red Sox, and the Astros in the AL. And then the NL, I think a lot of it depends on who wins the NL East because the Phillies are good, the Mets are better, the um, Braves have a solid core, and the Nationals aren't going away. So anyway, it's, it's not all AL East this year. It felt like it last year.
0: It felt not like not it. Major. Yeah, the Yankees. Did the Yankees win 100 games? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and even. It's second place. Yeah.
2: That's we had to F win a up. one one shot playoff game just to to face you in the in the in the division series. That's so, right.
0: That's right. I think
2: it's gonna be a fun year. I do think it's weird that the Red Sox are turning kind of conventional wisdom on its head. Everybody's you know, bullpen is thing is being emphasized by almost every team in the league, every competitive team in the league. Mm-hmm. And the Red Sox are saying, eh. Right. We'll figure it out. We'll work it out. And
0: then, I, I and in know. turn, teams will probably try to start copying whatever the Red Sox are doing because, because uh, you know, because you win it, because you win it. No, because baseball executives are stupid and they're copycat, and they, that's why with the A's with Moneyball
2: and everybody right. trying oh, to the m- starter thing now. You know the uh, oh yeah, uh, starting a closer, starter reliever or, pretty- or whatever. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, the opener. They're calling those opener games, and every Good I'm boy. telling you, they're going to be probably twenty teams this year that are at least going to try that.
0: Well, it's creative. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean... I, it makes I sense. I mean, you not. want to
2: get through the first hitters in a lineup, you know, let your let, let somebody with a fresh arm of the bullpen do that, and then get, let your starter take over midway through. So I, I get it. It worked. The Rays were good last year, but I don't know. It's my, you know, my traditionalist in me looks at it and it's like, what? See, so, I
0: think it would be cool if they had one game a week. Like, on Fridays... Um, you can substitute pitchers at will, meaning you can take a pitcher out and then bring him back later in the game. <laughs> that would be fun. Why not do that one day a week? Sure. Um, sure. Uh, we should have a whole show on wacky rule changes. Here's one. Yeah. Here's one. I just that. hold it. Well, I'm gonna just tease one more. I have to. It's on my mind. All right, all right, okay. All right. One inning. You one inning of the game you pick. You can play ten players in the field, but then you also have to have
2: one inning. Where you only play eight players in the field? Oh, come on, that's I like great! The thing. Well, yeah. yeah, you play the uh, you play the eight players in the field thing when you have a strikeout pitcher on the mound, and when you have a ground ball pitcher on the mound, you play your ten guys.
0: So you, now you're thinking, so that's yeah, where the str- that's like, strategy, well, strategy comes is in. a
2: guy. Britain is a guy who doesn't he doesn't strike out a ton of guys. He he gets ground balls. So mm-hmm. when he's pitching, just line up the infield.
0: His name's Zach Britton. Correct. I think
2: parents he changed I, the spelling of his name. It was oh, he put, Zach, I think, Z A C H, and now it's Z A C K. Oh, I get
0: like, it. K for strikeout. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> Where did he come up with that one? The Roger Clemens uh, school of stupid names. You it's know,
2: Clemens Clemens kids are all. Yeah, with the Ks. K, yeah. yeah. Well, he's not getting into the Hall of Fame. That's another conversation.
0: Uh, that's a whole other show. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, you want to take a break we take a before break. we. Yeah.
0: Sounds All right. Good. Yeah, cool. Stay with us on The Boston Podcast. Hi,
1: everybody. I'm de DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about The Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride podcast. The hilarious show known as Shawshanked and the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust.
0: And we're back on the Boston Podcast. This is Dave, and I've been talking with my boy, Milt, my New York boy, you don't know. have an. A- We've talked about this before in the podcast. I guess you don't have an accent. Yeah, well, once I in have an a while, like can a- you do the Francesa?
2: Uh, I could you know? go Bronx. I could go Bronx on you, or Brooklyn. But uh, uh, this is
0: uh, Billy yeah. from Yonkers. Uh, you know uh, they have the best hot dogs. At, I could fake uh, it. No, you don't have to. But one, but they, I should, you should do an entire
2: show as Mike Francesa wants. That I would enjoy. <laughs> uh. He's taking his licks, by the way. Like he's back. Uh, well, I don't know what, you, what are you talking about. His ratings aren't as good as they used to be. He's, um, the local media columnist in the New York Post hates him. So he's constantly writing about his tanking ratings and how his business isn't working. And, right. you know, how he's basically senile and all this. Sh- I mean, it's. He's you know he used to be a god. Mike and the Mad Dog were gods. Well,
0: they had an amazing show. They had oh, a great, it was great show. Great. But it was has he ev- has right, has he ever really been good without Mad Dog? I mean, depends,
2: you know, Pony, he's such yeah. an arrogant ass. Yeah. Mad Dog helped balance that out. Right. There's nobody there to balance it anymore.
0: Did you see the thirty for thirty?
2: Yeah, I did. It was, it was good. good. It, it was, was good. Worth watching. Yeah, it was simple, sure. but it was worthwhile.
0: Yeah, he's one of these assholes that doesn't realize he's an asshole. Well, I guess most don't, but he he just like you can. It's one thing when you say a guy's arrogant, but it's nothing where he just it, it it's unmistakable. Like it, like listen to him for any fifteen minute stretch, and he'll like either drop a name or bring or start talking about himself. Like I thought we were talking about sports.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Well, you yeah, know, uh, I score. I know Parcells. I know Parcells personally.
2: Guys who are know. arrogant that know how to play it off, make their arrogance funny. Right. There's nothing funny about his arrogance. He just Correct. He thinks he knows everything and everybody. He honestly thought he should have been considered to be manager of the Yankees. <laughs> no, he did. He <laughs> well, you know, I with it. my uh, schedule, I, I I don't know if I have the time for it at this point and, in my career. Uh, uh, Dave, what are you what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We talked about this once before. Yeah. Every time he speaks, if he asks a question, he ends it with this kind of groan. Yeah. Like, so uh, do you think uh, Pedroia at second place is uh, going to have a good year?
0: <laughs> one of those one one time
2: that wheeze is going to go right into uh, asphyxiation. He's just going to drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> if we're lucky, the funny thing is, it's sort of. I still will listen to him. Like if he's on the dial and I'm flipping, I, I don't listen to yeah. him exclusively like I used to, but. You know, I still want to catch his his stuff, but There's a, now I'm li- I'm yeah. a hate listening it almost as much. Well, now.
0: yeah, There's, that's a weird thing. I mean, yeah, and of course, the, Howard Stern was the king of that. But I, I, mm. for years, I listened to Dennis and Callahan and morning radio in Boston. Callahan's still around, and I, I, I hate I hate them with a passion. But I still listen <laughs> to the stupid show. I don't know why. Uh, all right, so we're up to uh, that was like a little bit of a long run up. That was like a uh, who's a famous um, uh, long jumper. Uh, Bob Beeman. That was a Bob Beeman-like run-up to this segment. Mm. Uh, timely reference. Thank you. Um, who broke Bob Beeman's uh, record? I don't Michael know. Michael? Somebody? Uh, no, you just, no. You don't. You remember that? That that the long jump record stood for like for like thirty years, and then some dude broke it, and now we can't remember his name. <sighs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was asked to do the long jump uh, competition <laughs> in the Olympics once, yeah, but, I, was uh, I was busy that uh, day. <sighs> So we're going to do uh, Good Stuff. Um, here we go with Good Stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff.
1: Good stuff baby. <laughs> All
0: right! This is the portion of the show where uh, we tell you what to listen to, what to watch, sometimes even what to eat. Uh, any good stuff going on in your life. Typically, it's uh, movies uh tv if you want to know what to stream here this is the segment for you but we'll throw in some other stuff along the way and milt you're up first what's your first uh, good thing yes do it
2: so i'm a little little late on this one and it was because i only recently signed up for hulu do you have hulu i do have hulu i I jumped on a oh go ahead
0: yeah no i it was one of those i subscribed on a whim because uh, my son wanted to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It was the only way I could figure out to get it. And then I just kept Hulu. And you know what? It uh, deserves a spot at the table. There's good stuff yeah, in I, there. I got
2: in on a, like, a Thanksgiving Black Friday deal where it's like a dollar a month. So I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. So And I assumed it was all TV shows. I really didn't do a hell of a lot of research on it. And They have some original shows and stuff. But now- Handmaid's Tale Handmaid's Tale, right? They, well, that's the that's main awesome. reason that's, why people jumped yeah. on It is great. Yeah. We're watching the second season of that right now. But- There is a full-length feature film there called Too Funny to Fail, Mm -hmm. which is uh, about the short-lived and not-so-much-celebrated the Dana Carvey show, which aired much forgotten, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. virtually forgotten. That show aired – it was right after he left Saturday Night Live, and he was arguably – one of the biggest comedy stars yeah. on the planet,
0: hot as hell, and, and deserved
2: yeah. it. Like he, he was hilarious.
0: Now was this Which, was this after or before the Wayne's World movie? I wonder. After, after. it was definitely after. Oh, so he's even hotter. He was car- no, he
2: was yeah. he was a monster yeah. and 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 beloved, right? Oh yeah. This so he comes out with a a, a short lived. Well, I shouldn't say it was meant to be short lived. but It was a network show. I believe it was ABC hires mm-hmm. him to do a sketch comedy show sketch comedy had kind of disappeared, and the right. doc and it completely bombed. Yep. it was it was pummeled from episode one yep. for some controversies, which we don't have to go into, and then disappeared after its first season. So, well, we can go into red- it for out.
0: a second. But so, I've seen the doc that you're describing, and I agree it's awesome. What what was your memory of the show failing at the time, or did you have literally no
2: memory? Of My it? only memory of its failing was that the I didn't see it live. It's first show. Mm-hmm. And I remember the press after the show because of this one sketch he did as Bill Clinton yeah, with the, multiple with breasts. yeah, <laughs> feeding, well, fe- Feeding from the teeth, yeah, the, right? Yeah,
0: the gag, I don't even recall what the gag was, but it was something like Bill Clinton was trying to show how warm and giving he was. And so he was like going to feed Puppies with all the nipples on his chest that magically appeared. And so Carvey's there as Clinton wearing this prosthetic thing with actual like milk coming out of the nipples, right? And then he brought puppies up. Was it
2: puppies or babies? it yeah. actually, of all the sketches they showed on the show, it was actually the least funny that I, it, they showed yeah. on this documentary. It just—it
0: was too weird right off the
2: bat, and it's it was like too much. Yeah, and they recognized that, right? And and they and they died by it basically. Yeah,
0: and it was grotesque to look at. Like they, somebody needed to step in and say, you know, maybe this isn't so great to lead with. <laughs> yeah, see, but, that's what I remember. All I remember was that sketch, and then the right. whole thing failed, and
2: yeah. then it died, and so I didn't start watching it. But what what's remarkable now is the talent that was assembled for the show yep yep it was, obviously, it was Dana Carby. But it, the showrunner was Robert Smigel, who's now legendary because of his time on Saturday Night Live.
0: And the reason Written
2: why. By, and hold on. Oh, if
0: you're going to drop Robert Smigel's name, I have to say uh, thank you, Robert and Michelle Smigel. Because thanks to you, my son, Adrian, and I got to go see Saturday Night Live in person. Um, Ooh. They do a lot for the autism community. My son has autism. Got to meet him through there. Thank Smigel. you, Robert and Michelle. Smigel, let's not forget, is the creator of uh, TV Funhouse, the ambiguous and gay duo. Oh, and of course, um, triumph the insult, comic which doc.
2: I didn't re- wasn't the wasn't that created for the Dana Carvey show?
0: Maybe so, yeah.
2: Well, and so the showrunner is Smigel. Yep. The writers include Louis C.K. and Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman and the featured actors Steve Carell, yep. Stephen Colbert. Yep. Uh, well, and Louis C.K. was obviously an actor on it. I mean, this was a legendary assembly of. Before any of them were famous, with the exception of Carvey.
0: Was there a woman s- on there too? Was there there was women a woman. On the show? She
2: actually, yeah. I didn't recognize. I think her name was like Heather Morgan or something like that, who I didn't recognize. She was the one I was like, mm, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, Heather is.
0: Morgan, I, I dated her for a brief period in the so in The, the
2: documentary is great because, A, they start showing clips from the show, which are absolutely fanatically hysterical. Yeah, like, they're I good. cannot believe I didn't watch the show. And they interview people like Bill Hader, who at the time was addicted to it. This is before he was famous and it was a real influence on him and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But also it's a documentary about failure in a way and how they ran up against this network machine, trying to do something quirky and weird and unusual and made all the wrong moves. Yep. And, should have killed all of their careers. You could argue effectively did kill Dana Carvey's. like, I don't know where it, he, he obviously never made, he ended up quitting and being a dad and things like that. And he still, and then he got sick
0: up for a while. If
2: memory yeah, serves, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But it was a launching pad for almost everybody else associated with the show, despite the fact that it bombed. Yeah. So that, um, so, so that incredibly entertaining. It's one of the fastest 90 minutes you'll watch on TV. You'll love it. Absolutely love it. And you've seen it.
0: I've seen it. And, and I, I, totally agree with you. It, I enjoyed the, the doc from start to finish. Um, made me want to go back and watch the actual show, which I don't know. It, are those online somewhere, do you think? I don't
2: think uh, so. Yeah. Though I haven't searched for them. You're right. I mean, there's one sketch of just Colbert and Carvey as waiters who get nauseous from food. And now,
1: waiters who are nauseated by food.
2: <laughs> today's seafood is... Today's seafood is flounder. <laughs> oh. It's
0: sautéed oh. oh, brilliant! Yeah. I just, oh man! I yeah. Just love it. Yeah, yeah. Love the the, the two waiters, <laughs> at the very mention of food, they get nuts. So it was just a clinic in in fake gagging and f- fake, you know, reverse peristalsis. Chicken. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I told you this off the air. Uh, Carell, not Carell, Colbert revives that sometimes. He invites guests on his show to have a to to read. A scene from like Shakespeare or something, and then in the middle of each line, they have to pretend like they're about to throw up. There it is. And he did it with um who's Mrs. Uh, John Krasinski there? Um,
2: oh, uh, Emily Blunt.
0: Emily Blunt. Yeah, he, she, she really also. enjoyed it. Yeah, so really love her. She actually, can fake puke with the love.
2: <laughs> but anyway, and seeing Carell and Colbert before they were famous, and they were describing this as they were starving artists when this show comes and then it's gone, it and they figure their their careers over, right? Yeah, it worked out.
0: And then the last thing on that we should mention is the the final episode never aired. The final episode of the Dana Carvey show never aired, right. uh, despite having one of the the greatest sketches ever, which later was revived for Saturday Night Live when Carvey hosted. And that was the, exactly. tom, the tom broke up... Um, Oh, what do you call it? Like obituary uh, preparation tape or something, where he's he's going through recording.
2: <laughs> President Clinton, Gerald.
0: Donald, it was Ford, wasn't it? It was like yeah, preparing Carol for when Ford and if he died. In different.
2: Was you know eaten by a rabid bear <laughs> in the woods of Montana.
0: President Gerald Ford was murdered at a LA hotel uh, after a whole, homosexual amazing. tryst. With, <laughs>
2: Like well, this oh, he was soon. great. Oh, yes. Yeah, was, uh, was great. You know, we when we did our Saturday Night Live review of best cast members, I don't think either of us included him on there, and that was that was a miss. If,
0: he was, he was. Great. That's true. Shame on us. Yeah. Well, shame he went us. through some of the lean years. His early years, um, I think the cast was not particularly strong, and he had one horribly racist uh, Asian American character, which I think he's retired.
2: Since. Yeah, I think
0: so. <laughs> All, All right, so, that, so that's anyway, so that's your first. That's
2: my that's my uh, that's my good thing.
0: Okay, so uh, my good thing is um, The Bodyguard, which is a um, mm. short run. You haven't seen this yet?
2: No, but it's funny. It came up in Dinner Conversation last night because of the Game of Thrones dude, right? Yeah, so The
0: Bodyguard, and pardon me while I call up some uh, information mm-hmm. here. Um, dude, it, It's just called Bodyguard, not The Bodyguard. Well, what's it so on? Shame on me. Um it's a BBC show, and uh, in a minute I'll tell you exactly where you can watch it. But it, it stars Rob um, Stock. Uh, Rob Stark. Um, Stark. Yep. Yeah, um, actor's name Richard Madden, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
2: that's and not his name.
0: No. Okay. So it's
2: it's Rob Stark. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. he's one of those guys. He's never getting past that. He's I know he
0: it. looks a little different on the show for some reason. Maybe it's just because he's not wearing like pelts and shit like that. But um, he's um, everything he did on Game of Thrones um, is this is just as good. I mean, it's um, it, it's like uh, I want to say like an eight episode series, and there will be a second one, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And um, if you like. I mean, any of those sort of crime thriller, political thrillers, you know, I I think back to in the spirit of like No Way Out, the Kevin Costner movie, um, but it's it's more, uh, what do you call it, Kevin Spacey? He who he who shall not be uh, spoken of um, <laughs> is like Usual Suspects, or is he more? No, like, no, no. Uh, um, the House the of Cards, House of Cards, yeah, House of Cards with all the intrigue. But then it's also got a little bit of uh, 24, meaning the TV show 24, mixed in all kinds of twists and turns. He plays, as the title would suggest, he plays a bodyguard to a high-ranking British um, politician. Kind of gets mixed, gets a little too personal with her. I don't want to spoil it, but um, yeah, you got to see this. It's a uh, bodyguard. So it's a bad and- name.
2: It's a bad name. Like I probably didn't watch because uh, first of all, all I can think of is the damn fucking Whitney Houston song every time. I- well,
0: yeah. Please don't. By the way, it's on. It's on uh, Netflix. Um, and uh, yeah, please do not go to the bodyguard, the movie. <laughs> if you see Whitney Houston or Kevin Costner, and you- <laughs> I,
2: I will always love.
0: The best part of that was the single drum beat you started. Yeah, with so you know that.
2: what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Where it goes,
0: yeah. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. No, I, it was perfect. You nailed it. I, I was, thought I nailed it. It was spot on. So what? Yeah, it's only six episodes, by the way. Oh, sure. So it's. Um, I'm into that. And, I, and like I said, I think they've announced a the second season, but um, so he's awesome. Just watch it. Okay, your turn. All right, I'm in. Oh, back to me. Back to you. Well, oh, this isn't really so much. We're of a gonna good do one thing. more. It's almost each.
2: like a bad thing.
0: Okay, it's, it's something know, you know, would I hope am, would be good stuff, but we can throw exactly. in some bad I stuff. Know, I
2: wouldn't say it's bad. Cautionary it's a mediocre tale. mediocre thing. You know, I'm a, I'm a glutton for, you know, fast food innovation, and I put that in quotation. Like, and First of all, you'd think I'd like, be 700 pounds, which I'm probably edging close to it. But
0: When you say um, you're a glutton for fast food innovation, is there any reason to include the words for fast food innovation? Or really... Are you just gluttonous? He's the glutton. Yes, He's gluttonous. and now and I'm going to hijack your segment as I do for just a moment to, to prove to back up what you what you just said. And okay. you've heard me tell the story a hundred times, but I, but I don't think our podcast listeners have heard it. You and I were on some road trip, probably somewhere uh, along Route 95, heading.
2: We were heading. You remember where we were heading? You. Yes, we were. We were taking you to remote control. You were appearing. On an episode of remote control. That's
0: where we, and we were driving from like your house into the city or something?
2: Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm thinking of a different time. No, never mind. Go ahead.
0: Great story, Cut bro. Cut that out. Great story, out. bro. No, I'm leaving it in to embarrass you. Anyway, we it, one of our little, you know, Milton and I went to school in Philly. He lives in New York. I live in Boston. And so who knows why we were on Route 95 at some rest stop getting food. We walk in there and I look up at the Burger King, uh, the big Burger King board of menu items. And I say... Um, to no one in particular, they always come up with such you know stupid names for their new items. And, and you, not having not heard me walk up and say, I'm going to get the bullseye barbecue burger. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. <laughs> I hope it was delicious. I don't remember that item sticking around too long.
2: <laughs> the reason why I brought the remote control thing up is actually when you were on remote control, you were already in the city. Buddy of mine, buddy of ours, named Al, and I drove up from Philadelphia to see you in New York. And we stopped at a Burger King on the way. And this is no joke. I don't know if I ever told you this. We go to Burger King. Mm -hmm. They ran out of burgers. (laughs) We go up to the window and we're like, you know, we'd like a Whopper with cheese and they said, sorry, we don't have any burgers.
0: (laughs) And you pointed your finger straight back at them and said, that's
2: impossible. You're the Burger King. You're the king. you can't, that, there's one thing you can't run out of.
0: That reminds me of uh, coming home from Foxwoods one morning, uh, stopping at Dunkin' Donuts, and after a torturous seven minutes of conversation with a drive through staticky box person, she says, no, we don't have any donuts.
2: You're <laughs> I, Dunkin' I mean, Donuts! No, there are yeah. certain minimum requirements, Yeah. right?
0: <laughs> Cl- close the door to shut down if you don't have any burgers, if you're burger- That's can. it, that's yeah. it,
2: We're at, exactly. We have a sewer leakage, well, I guess I can't say that, but, you know. We're closed for the winter. Yes. So innovations. That so was that
0: I, was I, that I, was prophetic. Shades Shades of Burger King's Clever. We're out of hamburgers uh today, Mr. President, <laughs> but we have plenty of hamburger. That was them, right? <laughs> that is. Well yeah. done. Okay, go ahead.
2: So I'm um, I, I noticed in the window of uh the McDonald's I drive by that they've got a gigantic announcement that they now have was bacon exciting. cheese fries. Yeah. No, I mean and that's just there's no I probably turned too sharply and like tire burn <laughs> in the street. I mean that's just a that's, that's that's going to happen, right? I mean there's just no doubt about it.
0: A picture of um, you picking up your phone and saying, Jessica, cancel the rest of my day.
2: That's it. <laughs> cancel my calls. <laughs> right.
0: Hold all my calls. Okay, so bacon cheese fries.
2: So I order bacon cheese fries. I mean I'm just that's <laughs> that's just do. gonna yeah. happen, right? Right. Now when I think bacon cheese fries, I actually think of something like back in college where you've got this like really delicious coat of melted american cheese yeah. and it's a little browned on the edge and mm. i'm thinking real bacon sort of scattered around. i should have known better it's right now you're starting from a good base you've got a mcdonald's french fry high Na- quality course. right nothing wrong with that right yep but it's just you can tell it's just a half hazard let's drizzle some s- cheese something or other on there throw a couple of bacos It's like sports
0: stadium nachos Right, that,
2: that's that is the perfect
0: which are horrible perfect equivalent. They shouldn't. Be, that's a crime say, that you're allowed to call those nachos. Those aren't nachos. Those are not nachos.
2: No, those are those are chips with something poured on top of it. Right. Yes. And that's kind of the feeling I got out of my McDonald's bacon. And chi- now, there's a again. There's a base level. It's good. I mean, it's there's cheese on it. I like bacon. I thought the and McDonald's ba- French fries are good
0: thought the base level was the amount of time that elapses before you say, uh, I, I got to go to the bathroom. You know what it is? Diarrhea. I'm going to
2: put it together for you and it's going to come full circle. You talked about the beginning about how certain teams where the sum of its parts are better, greater. <laughs> yeah. This was the reverse. This is less than the sum of its parts. The parts they work against all each make other. perfect sense. Yep. The sum doesn't add up. So mm. I'm going to give a – it's not a good thing. I'm going to call it a, a mediocre thing a mediocre of the thing. week for my – You uh, won't get it again, season. right? No, there's no, you know point. What, they, ch- they charge you for it. Too. You know what? You know, it's like a, it's like a meal.
0: What compounds the problem is the advertising engine behind this new item. you yeah. see, if I'm not mistaken, I think I've got the right fast food chain. They've got Ken Jong and, and JB smooth, um, doing this bacon fries, uh, bit. Have you seen it?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, And I love JB smooth. He's he,
0: he's awesome. He's unbelievable on Kirby right. enthusiasm and other things. Um, wasn't he featured? On, no, uh, I'm mixing up my documentaries now. He he used to be a writer for SNL. Yeah. What, no, what was what was, what was the documentary the where I heard that he would always have off the wall ideas? And Steve Martin comes into the writers' room when he's hosting, and J B. Smooth goes, Steve Martin, I picture
2: you smoking a huge cigar. <laughs> and that was the whole idea. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think maybe JB Smooth does not have a sense of humor, but just the way he says everything is hilarious. Well,
0: he—I he, mean, come on. When he's on, he's got everything. He's got the way he says it. He's got the, and it's just fucking funny. Like you know, you know. We digress, Larry. You got to get. You got to get all up in this shit. Did you get all up in this shit? <laughs> Like, nice. I, I got all up in his shit. Like yeah, that but that 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 uh, um, Ken Jong, uh, JB Smooth ad. It, it's just it it disintegrates until uh, Ken Jong is just saying like everybody's cheering her bacon, 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 and I'm just watching this like <laughs> bacon, oh, bacon, bacon bacon,
2: bacon, bacon.
0: <laughs> I hope they got paid millions yeah. of dollars for that.
2: I guess it worked on me, but it's just underwhelming. Yeah. I'm underwhelmed.
0: Okay. All right, to round out good stuff, I have yep. another good thing. This is the, this is a, a, a good tip. Maybe not a great tip, but a good tip for a mo- so get your asses out of uh, your living rooms and go to the see a movie that is still in the theaters now. I don't know how much longer it'll be there, but I think this has kind of gone quiet. There wasn't a lot of ads for this movie. It's called Fighting with My Family. It's about pro yes, re- it's I about keep pro wrestling. About this. Yeah. Yes. And so they kind of it, it's a true it's based on a true story. There's a, a family in, not London, but some suburb of London or wherever in, in the UK. And the family has um, always been a wrestling family now. What does that mean? So mom and dad actually wrestled, and they have kind of a spotted past. Like they, they, they've, you know, have run afoul of the law a couple times. But they're bringing up this family, these two lovely kids, and they the whole family, like, wrestles. And, in fact, they show this, like, youth wrestling League where these kids are like 12 and 14 years old and they have the full costumes on and they're doing the. We're talking pro wrestling here, not like, you know, Olympic style wrestling. By the way, mo- mom in this. Um is played by Lena Headley, Hetty.
2: Oh, another Game of Thrones.
0: Yes, record. yes, Queen uh, Cersei. Cersei, same. like
2: she doesn't have blonde hair, right? That's all. That's Correct. All weird.
0: It took yeah. me a minute to recognize her. Once um, she started talking, then I kind of got it. Because I was like, "Why do I not like her? She seems evil for some reason." My, like, oh yeah, she's Queen Cersei. Um, but um, so follows the true story of, and it's um, uh, no spoilers here. It, it's the premise of the movie. The the two kids both get. Uh, a big time tryout for the WWE and they're both fired up and the girl gets it and the boy does not. And so the, 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 the boys bummed out and the girl is going on to become, and she assumes this wrestling name Paige, which um, I won't tell you why it's actually not that interesting. She just kind of picked it, but, and um, she's like the misfit kind of somewhat goth, like a teenage chick um, trying to break into wrestling. And she's, Quickly finds that all the other female wrestlers are like um, supermodels, you know, and so there's that whole dynamic. But you know what? It's just a good, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's in the trailer because he he makes a couple cameos throughout. Uh, some other wrestlers make cameos. It is um, just a good movie. You could take yes. your kids. It, I don't it, know why. Yeah. How come it's not being talked about? It's it's like it's uh it's in the 90s and on Rotten Tomatoes. It's gotten great. It's gotten great reviews. TV
2: tend to dump. Their crap movies into this February time zone, yeah. so people are sort of used to assuming it's going to stink, right? And so here's actually a good one that's just kind of getting buried. I got to go see it. I'm, yeah. you know what? That's it. I'm going.
0: Good, good. I'm going. Good. If you don't like it, I will. Yeah, ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, ninety two percent critics and eighty eight percent audience. That there's uh, there's just nothing wrong with that. Works
2: for me. I'm there. Good yeah. list. Good. If you don't up. like Thank
0: it, I'll refund it. your eight dollars and fifty cents or whatever.
2: No, you will not. Will you?
0: No, I won't. By the way, um, had had the weird experience of, or the, the whole tickets, uh, we won't spend too long on this because we definitely could, but are you pro or con the the, the way reserving seats in a movie theater has uh, evolved? Uh, it's kind of a loaded question, I guess.
2: Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I'm con. I'm only pro because the theater that's doing it here, the chain theater here, is one of those that have the, the lounge seats yeah. to recline and all that. It's great, right? I will take the reserve in trade-off to have those seats.
0: Yeah. So, okay, well, it's a gr- that's a great segue to what I'm about to tell you. Says, so I go to get tickets for Fighting With My Family, and I go, you know what? Part of the problem with this is you can buy the tickets from like three or four different websites, and some of them are quite clunky, and some of them aren't. I can never remember what the good one is, so I just go on and I buy. So I go. it's just me and Adrian, me and my son going to this movie, and I go to try to reserve a seat, and it won't let me reserve anything except the first two rows, which I think is weird because nobody wants the first two rows um and i'm like well whatever i'll take row two i guess it can't be that bad i get the reserved seats it was snowing that day in boston and so we get to the theater there's like nobody there there's nobody there oh, so i'm saying to myself i got these reserved seats but we'll just take whatever the best seats are turns out we get in there the first two rows are the non-comfy right so the oh. rest of the theater is comfy and it wasn't a matter of it being all sold out. In fact, when we walked in, we were the first people in there about 15 minutes prior to the movie. I'm never early, but today, cost? that it day. It was cost,
2: wasn't it? What's that? It cost that? more.
0: Was it cost? It definitely cost more, but I didn't even have the opportunity to buy those tickets on the site that I was on because I was on some crappy site that was for, for, for was run was Fandango. You can't use I
2: Fandango. did
0: Fandango. That was it. I didn't want to call them out because they're a sponsor of the show. No, they're not. Um <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I did it wrong or maybe I was supposed to click on Lux instead of uh, reserved front or whatever. It just got freaking confusing but there's like no one in the theater so I'm like, Screw it. I'm taking the comfy seats. I know we didn't pay for them, but I'm taking them. So we go sit. So we're the only, literally the only two people in the theater. We sit in two of the comfy seats. And this couple walks in and and of course, what happens? They walk right over to us. You're in our seats. We're the only four people in the whole theater. And would you believe, like, come on, man. Would, this is 10 minutes before the movie started. Would you believe we, we got kicked out of seats Three times, three times, but <laughs> but um, but happily, um, still got to sit in comfy seats because okay, good,
2: up. yeah, because I'm, I'm now addicted. It's hard to go. Yeah, back.
0: You, yeah, the comfy's great. Do you kick your shoes off?
2: No, that's too that's that's a line too far for me. You do? Yeah, as long as I'm wearing socks, I definitely. Oh, kick that's them off. nasty. All right. no, you nasty.
0: All right. Well, I hope every <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, exposed feet at the movie theater. Not good stuff. However, fighting with my family. Bodyguard, good stuff. Dana Car, uh, too too, funny to, uh, too fail? funny to fail.
2: Too funny to fail. on Hulu.
0: On Hulu, and then take it easy on the bacon cheese fries. Only only in an emergency. Only we're talking 1:30 right. a.m. Wicked. Uh, yeah, it might have wreck.
2: been better with that context. I think you're right.
0: All right. Well, we're off and running. Enemy Lines lives on the Boston podcast. Are you happy, Milt?
2: I'm thrilled. All right. I'm glad to be back. It's going to be a great year.
0: I'm signing you to a Bryce Harper, Harper contract so we can keep blithering and blathering until we're 80 years old 13 years yes thanks for joining remember to check out all past episodes of the boston podcast at pod617.com by the way you should have your own podcast have your voice heard through this exciting new medium and visit us at our westwood studios in westwood massachusetts and we will tell you how to get started go to pod617.com to get in touch with us please do join the pod revolution in pod we trust and enjoy your day boston
2: I am a father of it's, 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 it's good, right? Yeah, we're getting there. You know, we got to work out the kinks, just make it more fun and funny, but we haven't Reps. done this. Well, I haven't done this in a while. You have. Reps, yeah. Yeah, but listenable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the New York yep. Times yep. said, listenable. <laughs> <laughs>